to live prayer. I am Bill Keller. Good to be with you on this Monday evening. I pray you had a wonderful weekend. Got some rest, relaxed a little bit, did some fun things, went to church, ate some good food, got your week started, and here we are to start another week of live prayer. If you're new to the program, you are watching live prayer. We come to you live in living color every Monday through Friday from 11 to midnight Eastern Standard Time wherever you may be watching me this evening, all throughout this great land of ours, from sea to shining sea and from border to border. Thank you for tuning in. Friends in other far off great lands, welcome to you as well. Once again, I'm Bill Keller, founder of LivePrayer.com, world's largest interactive Christian website. Reach a little over two and a half million folks each and every day via the internet. Please check us out online. Web address coming up on your screen, LivePrayer.com, LivePrayer.com. Check it out. 24 plus years of great ministry content, all to be a blessing to you, all for free. Uh, take some time one day and just go through the website. You'll be, I think you'll be blessed and uh, very easy to navigate. And again, no tricks, no traps, nothing. Don't need any money for anything. It's all free. Thousands upon thousands of hours of production through, uh, through nearly 25 years of ministry. So check it out, liveprayer.com. So pray you're, uh, pray you're uh, having a good day today. Got your week started off well. And uh, I'm just going to give my note takers a little warning. This is going to be a big one tonight. And uh, so uh, I've uh, prayed a little extra hard for you before the show tonight because we got a lot of content to get to tonight, a lot of important content. So uh, we're just going to, this is one of those nights where you just going to have to hang on by your fingernails, but uh, we will uh, get through as much as we can. And uh, if there's still a little spillover, we'll pick it up tomorrow night with tomorrow night's program. Amen. Four things I ask you to do for me each night on the program. First, pray for me and the program. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate it more than you'll ever know. Second, please encourage people, you know, to sign up for the daily devotional. Written it every morning for nearly 25 years now. Comes in your email every morning. All they have to do is go to my homepage, upper right-hand corner. There's a sign-up link, couple pieces of basic information, and they will start getting it in their email each and every morning to stay connected with the Lord, stay plugged in. A great reminder each morning that this relationship with Christ isn't an hour on Sunday morning. But it literally is 24-7-365. Amen. Third, of course, is the TV program. Please continue to encourage people to watch the program. It's this it, if people are going to pay attention, this is the year to pay attention. Because even though we're 10 months away uh, from the uh, from the election, there's going to be a lot of twists and turns over these final months. So uh, people need to be informed. They need to know what's going on. And sadly, uh, they're not getting that from most sources. And they certainly aren't getting all that information put into a biblical context as we do here on the program each night. So 
uh, challenge people to watch this program. Last of all, if this ministry has been a blessing to you, please pray about supporting us. We don't sell things. We're not in the tour guide business. Uh, we don't, uh, you know, we're not we're not booksellers. We're minister. We're a ministry. We've been doing that faithfully now for thirty years. And the reason we've been, you know, able to do this for thirty years, almost twenty five years online. In March, it'll be twenty one years on TV is because friends like you have prayed for us over the years. Friends like you have made the sacrifice to support us. Again, we don't give out love gifts. We don't do the bribery thing. We don't promise you things that if you, you know, give us $1,000, your kids are going to don't play any games like that. We just ask people to pray and give as God purposes in your heart and give cheerfully. Again, up right-hand corner of my homepage is a donation link. Click on it. It gives you our address in St. Petersburg, Florida, as well as a link to our credit card portal if that's more convenient. All right. Ready to go? Let's have a word of prayer, and we will get out of the starting gate tonight. Father, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity once again to start another week of programming. I thank you for my friends who have joined me tonight. I lift them up. I pray for them and their families and pray, God, that you will minister to them and their needs. Lord, thank you for this day we've enjoyed, the blessings throughout this day. And now, Lord, we commit this hour to you. Please open our hearts, open our minds. Let us hear from you tonight. Let's understand the things we need to understand tonight. And we thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, you know what? Let me start with the border. You know, I, I, I got a bunch of border stuff for you. I've got some Obama stuff for you. Got some Biden stuff for you. Got some Trump stuff for you. Um, we've obviously got some sad military uh, things to talk about tonight. And then we've got all kinds of other goodies for you. So let's take a deep breath and let's jump out and get rolling. You know, Biden continues to say that this bipartisan Senate bill, which we still don't have the text of, by the way. Have you noticed that? Now, I'm fairly comfortable with the sources I've got as far as what's in the bill, and it's no good. It's garbage. It's You know what it does? It basically codifies Biden's open border policies. And don't forget, the only reason he wants this bill not to shut down the border, and this bill does not shut down the border. Just let's get that right off the bat, okay? Does not shut down the border. Matter of fact, if they follow this bill, they would still have a minimum of two million people coming to the two million illegals in the country every year. This is nonsense. He wants this bill so he can get sixty billion to Zelensky in Ukraine, and like I've told you. I'm not, I'm not so sure that he's not being extorted by Zelensky because, again, don't forget, Zelensky knows every dime the Bidens got out of Ukraine. Uh, all other American politicians like Pelosi and Romney and McCain and Lindsey Graham and uh, John Kerry and others, he's got all those receipts. And I'm sure he's got all the documentation. So they are losing their mind that they can't get this $60 billion to Ukraine. And don't forget what the bottom line is. He doesn't need a bill to shut down the border. 
He doesn't need a dime of money to shut down the border. All he has to do is put back the Trump policies. He could do it in five minutes. So when you hear him say, yeah, we, we need this bill so he can shut down the border. The border, the bill doesn't shut down the border. He has the ability to shut down the border right now. All right? So people need to understand that. And let me, here's a theme you're going to hear tonight in a bunch of, from a bunch of different topics when Biden's involved. Remember how they impeached Trump for what they call a quid pro quo phone call with Zelensky? When, in essence, Trump's phone call was perfect. He even released the transcript. It was a garbage impeachment. Totally trumped up impeachment. The fact was we found out that it was Biden that should have been impeached because it was Biden who ran the quid pro go quid pro quo game on the Ukrainians. Remember he bragged? Yeah, I told him billion dollars. If he's not fired, you don't get the billion. That's called quid pro quo. So the fact is this whole border situation could be solved anytime Biden wants to solve it. He doesn't want to solve it. And this bill they keep talking about doesn't solve anything. It's just an excuse to get $60 billion more dollars to Ukraine. By the way, we found, we, we found out that uh, they had a big investigation in Ukraine over the weekend, and apparently they caught some guy in, Ukraine, in the Ukraine uh, you know, parliament or something who was sending fake invoices and had scammed like $40 million of uh, U.S. money uh, out of the money we've been sending. Now, $40 million, that's a drop in the bucket compared to what I know they've skimmed. But the point being is it just re reiterates the fact that Ukraine is just nothing but a black hole. It's a corrupt money pit. And I've always said, it, I think what I've always challenged the administration, has all, I think it's been a very legitimate challenge. All right, we've already sent about $140 billion. Let's see the audit from that $140 billion. Let's see where that money went, okay? A, a, a real audit. Let's see where that money went. And then we can talk about sending more. And the reason I make that offer is because they cannot do it, okay? They've got no idea where that $140 billion went. Unbelievable. By the way, Friday night after everybody was gone and getting ready for their weekend and getting ready for the big football games on Sunday, they, DHS released the um, part of Homeland Security, released the numbers for uh, December, a whopping 370,000 illegals that they know of in December. It's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, and by the way, I have tried to educate you as to the, the, the width and the breadth of this whole immigration scam. I've talked to you a lot about these NGOs. In addition to the NGOs, these non-government organizations that you know do a lot of the do a lot of the grunt work, putting them up, feeding them, transporting them, uh, getting them education, getting them medical care, all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, you've also got big organizations like the Red Cross, 
the United Nations, who are all very plugged into this whole illegal migrant scam, okay? And here's, here's an interesting fact that you need to understand. The reality is, do you know your taxpayer dollars are funding a lot of this illegal migration? Let me tell you how. We give a lot of money to the UN every year. Now, anybody that's watched this program, I'm on record. We should get out of the UN. We should give them a 90-day a, a, a eviction notice from that building in New York, turn them into condos or something, but get the UN out of here and quit paying these hundreds of millions of dollars that we pay to the UN every year. They're worthless. But here's the, here's the sick truth. We pay a lot of money to the UN every year, right? Do you know who's funding a lot of this migration from South America, Central America, into our country by these illegals? Do you know who's funding a lot of that? Uh, would you be shocked to know? The United Nations. Very involved in all this. So, so, so just so you understand, you know, how sick this is, our tax dollars are going to fund, to help fund the UN, and they're taking our tax dollars and helping to fund the illegal migration. It's insanity. Absolute insanity. Absolute insanity. Now here's something else that is not just insanity, but uh, this is just, I mean, I mean, we're at a point now, they arrested, where was it? Oak Brook, Illinois. Now, I know we got a good audience in Chicago because all of our, my years in uh, local TV in Chicago with this program. Oak Brook, you know, it's not, you know, it's not when that girl well met, but it's a very, you know, it's, a, it's an upper, upper middle class uh, suburb of Chicago, about 12 miles out of Chicago. It's in, actually in DuPage County, which is right next to Cook County, and they've got a whole different judicial system over there. They don't play games like they do in Cook County. They don't have Soros DAs in DuPage County. And uh, the chief of police from uh, Oak Brook was on one of the programs tonight talking about you know, 50, 60 people that they've arrested so far just this year, all illegals committing crimes. This is going all over the country. At the border, just uh, Saturday, they, they were able to stop two child sex offenders, two, two illegals wanted for murder, trying to get into the United States. They were able to finally capture a Somali um, terrorist that got in a year ago. Now, don't forget Minneapolis, which is the home of Elon Omar, okay? Somali national. Uh, came here illegally by marrying her brother. Has no business being in the country, let alone in Congress. I mean, she's a terror supporter, just like Talib. But Minneapolis is basically the home of the Somali population in the United States. Thankfully, they located him within the Somali population in Minneapolis, and they, they got him under arrest. I assume they're going to get him out of the country. But he's a, he's a, he's a known terrorist. El Shabaab, the big Somali terror group. It's unbelievable. I mean, and again, 
I could I could probably sit here every night for three hours and just do a program on the crime by these illegals and still not even you know break the surface. And of course, you've got the media out there now, the idiots in the media, and, and see, this is why a program like this is so critical. Because if people are just getting their news from TikTok or from Facebook, or you know, when you when you log on to you know Twitter or something like that, or if you just happen to throw on CNN or one of the nightly newscasts, you're not hearing truth. You're hearing propaganda. The media is basically pumping out these lies that Donald Trump is the one to blame for the border problem because he doesn't want this deal done. The lie is he wants to he wants this issue to run on so he can beat Joe Biden over the head with it in November. No, no. Donald Trump has nothing to do. Now, of course, he's against it because it's a garbage deal. Oh, and part of the deal, part of that bill is that we know for a fact, and we'll see the, you know what they're going to do? They're finally going to release the text of this, I think, Wednesday, because Schumer's going to want to vote on it by Thursday. That's how they run these games. And nobody's got time to read it in that time. But one of the things they want to do is kind of put some constraints in there so hypothetically Donald Trump does become president. It kind of, it kind of, you know, he's got his hands tied behind his back in terms of trying to shut the border down. You see, you see how sick these people are? But the media narrative is Donald Trump wants this for a political uh, uh, football in November, so he's against it. The fact is, again, Joe Biden doesn't need Donald Trump, doesn't need Congress, doesn't need one dime to shut down the border if he wanted to, and the fact is he does not want to. Now, some good news, the Border Patrol folks, they, in defiance of Biden's edict, you know, to tear down the razor wire and everything in the, in, in the park, the border agent said, listen, we are not going to have anything to do with physically breaking into that park, taking on the Texas National Guard, and removing razor wire. We're not going to do it. I mean, the, 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 the border agents have already said, sorry, we're, we're not going to do that. Don't forget this weekend is this big convoy. Now, they're calling it God's Army. <laughs> and, they're, and, and they're going to basically descend upon three points of the border. Uh, in Texas there, where the National Guard is now, I think San Diego and somewhere in Arizona. And last I heard, they're talking 700,000 vehicles involved. Trucks, motorcycles, law enforcement, just regular, you know, cars and trucks. I mean, I'm telling you, Americans want to be heard on this issue. And you're going to hear them loud and clear this Saturday. And I know the media is going to try to ignore it. But how are you going to ignore 700,000? And this is what, Monday? If they're, if they're anticipating 700,000 cars today on Monday, my gut tells me they're probably going to be over a million by the time we get to next Saturday. It's probably going to be very impressive. So, 
And by the way, the House Sunday unveiled two counts of impeachment articles against Mayorkas. They're going to uh, mark it up in the committee tomorrow, pass it out to the floor. Johnson says he's going to get it on the floor rather quickly. I assume that's going to be before the end of the week. And everybody, now, don't forget, the Republicans cannot lose more than three votes. I mean, they, they have got to stick together on this. If they, if they lose four people, the impeachment's going to fail. My gut is if Johnson brings to the floor, he's got the votes. This will basically officially impeach Mayorkas. Only the second cabinet member in the history of the country to be impeached. The last one was like in 1860-something, okay? Now, it then goes to the Senate for a trial. The problem is you're going to need two-thirds of the Senate to throw him out of, throw him out of his job. That's 67. It's 50-50, basically, in the Senate. You're not going to get 17 Democrats to vote to throw Mayorkas out of office. But the good news is, here's the good news. Number one, he's officially going to be impeached. But number two, there will be a trial in the Senate where evidence is going to be put on. And you know what? As much as the media is going to try to ignore it, and they will, they're going to have to carry a lot of that live coverage, live, live testimony, live coverage of the trial in the Senate, and it's going to lay out very clearly the lawlessness, not just of Mayorkas, but of Biden as well. Now, this is my last point on the border tonight, and I got to tell you something. I'm just preparing you. This is this this is sick. Biden is moving unaccompanied children. We're talking about maybe 100,000 so far. Unaccompanied children through hundreds of MGOs. And these NGOs who take these kids then move them on to sponsors, quote-unquote, quote unquote, sponsors. We have no idea who these sponsors are. I mean, they could be the biggest pedophiles in the world. They could also be traffickers. This is this this is this is what Joe Biden is going to burn in hell for these kids. It is disgusting how they basically just let these kids be part of this part of this whole immigration scam. And you've got a hundred thousand little children unaccompanied that have gone to the NGOs to then be passed on to quote-unquote sponsors. And do you think they're vetting these sponsors? I can tell you right now for a fact, no. They have no idea who these sponsors are. And we know for a fact that child sex trafficking in the United States is at an all-time high. And that's happened within the last few years. Oh, yeah, that just happens to coincide with all these children coming in from Central and South America. It's just, it, it's disgusting. It really is. Very disgusting. Mm-hmm. Biden's going to be using those uh, those uh, wackadoodles on TikTok to push his presence. Here you go again. Yeah, remember all those 
TikTok influencers he had walking around the White House earlier uh, before the midterms and stuff. Well, he's, I guess they've given a million dollars to some some group that's going to hire all these TikTok influencers. It's unbelievable. By the way, he was in South Carolina for a couple events Saturday. Speaks less than 30 minutes. Few people at the event. Obviously, he's just shot. I mean, literally shot. 30 minutes, he's, you know, by the, he just mutters, he mutters, he mutters. He was at a black barber shop. This is why you can, this is why they can't put you out there. Remember what Van Jones, a hardcore Democrat analyst on CNN said, they got to keep Joe hidden. He actually said that uh, less than a week ago. Joe Biden stops in one of these black barber shops in South Carolina. You know, and again, if you know anything about the black communities, the barber shop, it's kind of a, it's a social scene, right? It's where, uh, where people hang out and they you know, talk about the news of the day and they just, you know, it, it, again, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a social scene that's part of the black community, all right? That's probably the easiest way to explain it. And there's a guy, there was a, one of the guys in, in, in the barber chair was, you know, pretty large guy, fit, young guy, but, you know, big guy. And he starts talking about how he wishes he had him on his football team and he could run for 100 yards every game with that big man blocker. I mean, he's just, he's just, he's he's from another era, okay? He's from another area, era. He says the most inappropriate things. Nobody was really laughing, especially the guy. He was kind of smiling, trying to be, I, I guess, uh, you know, respectful to Biden. But and by the way, here's that word again. It's coming up again. Quid pro quo. We found out that. Remember, I told you last week that Biden is putting a, a, a temporary halt to liquid natural gas exports, which is. You know, a big deal. Apparently, he's doing that as a way of paying back Texas for not cooperating with him on the border. Here you go, quid pro quo. Oh, you don't you don't want to obey me on the border? Fine. Well, we'll just shut down all the liquid natural gas because that's a big part of Texas economy. Okay, a lot of it comes from Louisiana, Texas, down there, right? Liquid natural gas, big industry down there. So we, we we get that leaked this weekend that that whole that whole ban on liquid natural natural gas exports was as a result of Texas defying Joe Biden on the border. Quid pro quo. Might as well just say quid pro quo Joe. Oh, here's another one. Biden over the weekend through I'm sure probably Secretary of State Blinken basically is threatening Israel with withholding money and arms that they need in their fight with Hamas to force them to start obeying their orders about ceasefires and all these. In other words, Israel is basically running their own operation. They're not obeying Biden and the administration, nor should they. I mean, as we're going to talk in a little bit, these guys are nobody to be taking advice on war from, okay? 
So Biden, and this seems to be a natural move of this. You know, this is this is a you know this is kind of like a a, a strong arm move. It's a uh, you know it's a it, it, it's kind of a gangland move. Okay, fine. You don't want to listen to us about how you should be prosecuting this war with Hamas. Fine. Well, you know we're kind of going to be a little late on those payments. Going to be a little late on those weapons. I'm just saying, this is who Joe Biden is because it keeps popping up in all kinds of different scenarios. And then you got the trade. I read a great article on our trade um, teams over the weekend. And Trump, of course, had tremendous success in trade because he knew how to he knew how to negotiate. He had people there like Lighthizer and, and people like that that knew how to negotiate. They got the USMCA, they, they uh, did a trade deal with China and many others. These were professional businessmen that had spent their lives in the real world and knew how to make deals. On the other hand, Biden's team, they totally failed. And do you know why they've been a failure in getting any kind of trade deals done? Because on top of whatever the deal they're trying to get done, they're trying to force whoever they're involved in these trade talks with to take on green energy uh, 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 platforms. In other words, you know, we'll do this trade deal, but you've got to commit to uh, these uh, green energy programs, which has nothing to do with the trade deal, but they're making it part of the trade deal. Oh, here's another one. That they, here's another one they're pulling. Okay, we got this trade deal together. Oh, by the way, we'll only do this trade deal if you uh, if you you know become more involved in LGBTQ uh, you know issues and lighten up on maybe some of your laws. Like that. No, in other words, they're trying to dictate how these countries operate socially. On you know, in addition, you know, on top of the on, okay. In other words, we'll do this trade deal with you, but if you want to do business in the United States, you know, you got to be nice to the LGBTQ people, or you got to incorporate a bunch of green energy scam deals into your country, and that's their tra- their whole trade uh, operation has done nothing. In three years, total failure, like everything else. Back to South Carolina. Biden shows up in a black church on Sunday morning. Oh, my goodness. Lies again, lies again. Here, here's one of his, his, his go-to lies. Lies that he was involved in the civil rights movement. He was never involved in the civil rights movement. Talked about how when he was young, he would go to his Catholic mass in the morning. Then he'd go to a black church in the afternoon. Again, total lie. And it's and again, I could see these pastors kind of grimacing because they knew this was garbage. They knew it. He mumbles. They starts yelling about Trump. And I got to tell you something: the people that church weren't very happy. There was put this way. Biden didn't say one thing from that pulpit that had anything to do with church. Not one thing. Not one thing did he say that had anything to do with church. And he mumbled for 20, 30 And by the way, just for the record, uh, 
You're not supposed to be politicking in churches. It's part of part of the uh, uh, nonprofit exemption that churches are given. Of course, the Democrats have never followed that rule. I mean, those. I mean, the black church is the political center of the community. To be blunt with you, I've always just kind of laughed at the double standard because I mean, if you go to a, a, a say a big white Baptist church and start ripping on Joe Biden. I mean, you've got people filing uh, complaints with the IRS and, hey, you need to take that church's tax exempt status away. They were politicking. That's all they ever do in the black church. But I mean, normally, when one of these candidates goes to the black church, they at least say Jesus or Amen or Hallelujah or something. Biden is incapable of any of this. It's unbelievable. It really is. And of course, Saturday night, we find out that three of our brave troops located at a base at the tip of Jordan uh, were attacked by a predator drone that our air defense systems, for some reason, wasn't able to stop. Killed three of our troops. 25 injured. But I mean, that is about, uh, since October 7th, when Hamas led that massacre into Israel, our bases and ships in the Middle East, Syria, Iraq, uh, the Red Sea, off of Yemen, we've had over 160 different attacks. Now, we've, had some response to those attacks. Yeah, we blew up a couple of tool sheds, okay? We haven't done anything. And can I say something tonight? And I, I, I want to I, I say this loud so everybody can hear me. Don't is not a strategy. Well, what do you say to them, Mr. President? Don't. 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 Vice President Harris... What, what would you say to, 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 to Iran? Damned. Damned. Don't isn't a strategy. Hey, guess what? They did. They did, Joe. You pathetic human being. They did. And three more troops are dead now. By the way, we lost two Navy SEALs a week ago trying to deal with the Houthi uh, uh Iran proxy, the Houthis in Yemen trying to deal with uh, stopping some of their weapons. We lost two of our brave Navy SEALs. Yeah. And of course, this is on the ap- in the aftermath of 13 brave soldiers that were literally sent to their death as we ran from Afghanistan, not to mention 30-some injured. Of course, our defense secretary, he was Nobody even knew where he was for a week. That's called a in the military. Listen, I've never been in the military, never served. I thank God for every man and woman who has. But we deal with we we deal with the military every day. I mean, live prayer started in 1999. We were a lifeline when our men and women went into Iraq in 2002, into Afghanistan. Uh, A lot of those soldiers were getting the daily devotional. We still have relationships with some. So 
you know, never served. Banner AWL, AWOL means away without leave. Desertion. It's how you get court martial. Yeah, remember, remember Bird Dog? He should have been court martialed and put in the brig. But so should the Secretary of Defense. Lloyd Austin. Nobody knew where he was for a week. And of course, Biden, he's clueless. He doesn't have a clue. But people are now dying. Listen, it wasn't a matter of if, only when. I mean, how many times do our bases and our, our troops have to be attacked before eventually somebody was going to die? And here's the problem. I don't know what these guys are going to do as far as a retaliation. My guess is not much, which means it's going to continue to put our, 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 our troops in that region in harm's way more than they ever should be. But depending on how this all shakes out, I mean, we could, we, we could be looking, you know, at the start of World War III. I don't say that lightly. But what have I, what, but, but listen, listen to me now, listen to me. What have I told you? If they look like they're losing, and they're going to lose in November, and we're getting into like September and whatever, trust me when I tell you, they're going to pull something. Biden, what, what's he going to call martial law? And, uh, and uh, suspend the elections as we get ready to go to war with Iran? I, I'm just saying... It, it, you think they're going to worry about sacrificing a few thousand uh, American lives if it's going to help them stay in power? I told you that the third party is going to, these third party candidates are going to play, play a big role in this election. First of all, let me tell let, let me let me just put something to bed right now, please. There was a big push Friday. A story came out how Donald Trump was, and I even mentioned this on the show Friday, how Donald Trump was looking at putting RFK Jr. on the ticket as his vice president. Okay? That was an absolute, I told you that night that I couldn't believe that ever going to happen because at the end of the day, he's still a liberal Democrat. Fine, he may agree with, you know, on a couple things, but he's a liberal Democrat. Always was, always will be. There was no way Trump was going to do that. Now we find out, guess where that whole story, you know, started? Don't be shocked. Fox News. Those people are so sick over there. Yeah. Fox News. And uh, can I just say this? I saw Kaylee McEnany tonight. Boy, boy, she she turned out to be so disappointing. You know, they were talking about vice president. She said, well, maybe Glenn Youngkin, the governor of Virginia. Glenn Youngkin's, listen, great he beat McAuliffe, but he only beat him because MAGA stepped up with the parents and all. Remember, it was the parents, that whole school board thing that put Youngkin over the top. But he's a, he's a globalist from way back. I will give him credit for one thing. The big money guys are trying to recruit him to get in the race, and he refused. 
smart guy, smart guy, because he knew if he wanted a political future, if that was his goal, stay away from the 2024. But uh, these third parties are going to, let me tell you how this is going to play out. By the way, RFK Jr. is not going to be the president, okay? I don't care if he, he's talking about maybe he's, he's running independent right now. He's talking about maybe hooking in with the Libertarian Party. Whatever. It's not going to matter. And and I heard him the other day. Well, it shows me leading Trump with this voting block or that voting block. Yeah, bottom line is RFK Jr. sitting right around 7 8%. Okay? That's a nice number. That's a good number for a third party. That's very good. But those that number is not going to get him one electoral vote. Don't forget, to be president, you need, what, 270 electoral votes, right? RFK Jr. is going to get zero electoral votes, okay? Even if he got it up to 10%, or like, he's not going to win any electoral votes, all right? Then you got Cornell West, who's, you know, again, kind of a wackadoo, but whatever. He's, he's sitting about 2%. And Jill Stein with the Green Party, she's sitting about 2% too. Well, if you take RFK Jr., Cornell West, Jill Stein, these three, you know, at least legitimate third-party kids, you're you're looking at 10% right there. That means Trump doesn't need 50% to get elected president. He really only needs low 40s. He gets low 40s, he's in. So... These third party, because don't forget too, again, you're going to hear all kinds of propaganda. The only people voting for Cornell West are people that would have voted for Joe Biden, okay? Cornell West is almost 100%. Nobody voting for Cornell West was going to vote for Donald Trump, okay? Same way with Jill Stein, the Green Party. Nobody voting for the Green Party was ever going to vote for Donald Trump. So whatever vote she gets, those are going to come from the Democrats, and I would say out of RFK Jr., again, he's a liberal Democrat at the end of the day, no matter what party, if he's libertarian or whatever. But again, over 80% of RFK's votes are going to come from Biden, not Trump. So these third parties are going to you know, play a, play a big role in this. They really will. And then we find out after the big $83 million judgment by Judge Kaplan, that Trump-hating judge, federal judge in New York, with that wackadoo E. Jean Carroll, we now find out over the weekend that Judge Kaplan worked at the same law firm as the head lawyer for that wackadoodle E. Jean Carroll. Her name, by the way, it's a woman, Roberta Kaplan. Not related, same last name, but not related, okay? But her name's Roberta Kaplan. They worked at the same law firm back in the mid-90s. And guess who her mentor was at the law firm? Oh, that would be current Judge Lewis Kaplan. You want to talk about conflict of interest? If this thing wasn't going to be overturned on appeal before, it's definitely getting overturned now. This is like an ethical train wreck. I got to tell you something. I've said, you've heard me say it before. I'm probably going to keep saying it because it keeps being true. Trump gets the best 
enemies you could ever hope for. Fonnie Willis down in Atlanta. Oh, that stuff's going to heat up next week when she's got to go under oath. Um, but yeah, the judge that hates Trump with a passion. And, and listen to this just for just for a second. Number one, E. Jean Carroll is a worse case than Christine Balsey Ford. Remember the Kavanaugh said that he sexually assaulted her? Can't remember the day, can't remember the time, can't remember. I think it was this year. You know, remember remember that Balsey Ford? Yeah. And again, that was a total setup. She had lawyers that, you know, were actually DOJ top lawyers that would have cost her millions of dollars to represent her. Of course, they the, the, the Democrats circle their wagons. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an operation. These are all operations. But E. Jean Carroll's another ballsy Ford. But listen, to this. like ballsy Ford, she didn't know the day, the month. She didn't even know the year. She had it narrowed down about one of two or three years. Couldn't remember which year. Don't forget, she accused Trump of raping her at Bergdorf Goldman, Bergdorf Goldman department store in a, in a dressing room. Listen, Trump was an A-list celebrity back in those days. Everywhere he went, people would be mobbing, would be mobbing him. Oh, by the way, the dress she said she wore when this all happened, it, it comes to light now, that dress, that dress wasn't even created until a good decade after whatever year this supposedly happened. She's a sexual nutbag. She's on Cooper, uh, Anderson Cooper show on CNN saying just the crudest things. She's claimed six other high-profile men have raped her in the past, including Les Moonves, who was the head of CBS. Of course, he denied that. This scene in, in, in Burger Up Government, it just so happens they had an identical scene in the TV program, Law and Order, SUV. Oh, I never saw that. Oh, it's funny because everything you described is exactly how that TV show happened. And the judge wouldn't allow any of this in, wouldn't allow any defense at all. I mean, this thing is getting over, even in a New York uh, appeals court, this thing is getting overturned. There's no way they're letting this nonsense stand, especially, too, with the uh, conflict of interest between the judge and the lead attorney for this nutbag. Unbelievable. I mean, you cannot make this stuff up. Um, Neocon Nikki and Lindsey Graham, of course, as soon as they heard about the dead soldiers, guess what they want to do? Let's go bomb Iran! Okay. Yeah, listen. Yeah, let's just start World War Three, Lindsay. Neocon Nikki. By the way, just so you understand, Nikki is being funded almost a hundred percent by Democrats to string this thing out as long as possible. To keep the party from able to be to, you know, just coalesce around Trump and put on a united front heading into November. And I'm telling you right now. She's she's not as smart as she thinks she is because she is in the process of, of uh, signing her political death warrant by doing this. Now, Trump's going to kill her in South Carolina at the end of February. He's going to absolutely blow her out of the water. 
That should be the sign to her to get out. Because don't forget, the only reason she was within 12 points of New Hampshire is because 70% of the people that voted for her were even Republicans. They were Democrats and independents that were never going to vote for her in the general election. They were just trying to stop Trump. Well, that's not the way South Carolina is constituted. A lot of, lot of uh, evangelicals, a lot of Republicans, and a lot of Democrats. And don't forget, the Democrats have a primary too. So the Democrats in New South Carolina are going to be playing games. They're going to be voting in the Democratic primary. She's going to get, as Obama would say, shellacked. And she should have the intelligence at that point to get out. Now, man, I, I still got a bunch of stuff I need to get. Oh, we've had total confirmation now. Had it before, but it's been double, triple confirmed. The diary from Ashley Biden, the daughter of Joe and Jill Biden, their only child. That diary is 100% hers. This is the diary where she claimed that she showered with her father starting at age 8 through age 12 or 13. Okay? And by the way, just for the record, just like the Hunter laptop from hell was actually out there a month before the 2020 election, this diary is out there too. But of course, nobody touch it with a 10-foot pole. Scared to death. But it's out now, triple confirmed. It's going to be interesting to see if who in the media has the guts to put this on the table. This, let, me, let me tell you something. Ask in her own words. I, I didn't say this. I didn't make this up. These are her own words from her own diary. That as she got into her teenage years, she said she was hypersexualized. You know, she said all things she thought about was sex, and she was very promiscuous in her in her in her in her teen years. You know, lots of lots of sex, and then she started drinking. Then she started the drugs. I think she's thirty five or something now. And in the last fifteen years, she's been in and out of rehab like five or six different times. She's been through a couple marriages. Yeah, that's what child molestation will do to you. Piece of garbage. While we're talking about horrible human beings, I got to tell you something. I've asked God all day for forgiveness because when I read this, I got to be honest with you, I didn't have any compassion at all. And I'm, I'm still having a hard time even getting a little. Cecile Richards, she was the president of Planned Parenthood for 12 years, okay? She is a nasty, evil human being. She is a woman whose life has been dedicated to killing innocent babies, okay? Camp comes out over the weekend. She's got inoperable brain cancer. Doctors are saying anywhere from, you know, 10 to 15 months probably. And her, in announcing this, she said, but I vow to keep fighting for abortion until I take my last breath. I'm going to keep praying for compassion because i got to be honest with you, I'm having, I'm having a real hard time finding any for that woman. Really am. Um... Oh, by the way, if Nikki ever thought she was going to get any 
MAGA people to vote for, which wasn't going to happen, but she could just forget that idea. She now is taking advantage of that nonsense jury award over, uh, from New York. And she says, well, you know, you know, the jury heard all the evidence. If they said that's what it is, I guess they did a good job, and I agree with them. <laughs> it was a total setup, Nikki. See, this is what these people don't understand. If hypothetically Nikki was, say, the Republican nominee, she has no clue, nor does DeSantis, nor do any of these people. The, the load of bricks that would be dumped on their head day after day after day after day, they wouldn't last five minutes under that kind of pressure. They have no clue. Alright. I have... I think mentioned this once. I'm trying not to. I'm a good. Not. I'm trying not to mention it many more times, but it can't be ignored because it's an issue. I told you a month ago that I thought Taylor Swift was being set up to be a surrogate for Biden because she's got a whatever you think about Taylor Swift. She's got a billion people on her social media accounts. Okay, and they've done polls that 18 percent of people would vote for whoever she, she said to vote for, okay? And they're begging her now to endorse Biden, okay? Um, now, I personally believe that there's probably just as many people that don't like Taylor Swift that will probably offset a lot of that vote. That's just a personal opinion. And don't forget, her current boy, boyfriend, Travis Kelce, tied in for the Kansas City Chiefs, to be blunt, probably going to go down as the greatest tight end in pro football history. That's just a fact. One yesterday over the Ravens are playing for the Super Bowl. So, you know, you got this whole circus. Here's what I think. And again, only God knows people's hearts. I'm just giving you my, um, my opinion as somebody who's been dealing with interpersonal relationships for the last 30 years. Thousands upon thousands of every kind of situation you can imagine. I think this whole thing is a total PR stunt on her part. Now, he's you know he's a Pfizer boy and he's on all the Pfizer commercials, so he's he's you know he's all down for all that stuff. But and, and he it may be PR for him too. I don't. My gut is I don't think so. I think. And I hate to say it in this way because it's it's going to sound bad. He's just a big dumb football. He's not dumb. He's not dumb. You don't become a great football player like he is. And he's not dumb. Comes from a great family. He's not dumb. But for the for the for the purposes of this uh, uh, analysis, let me just put it to you in this context. I think he's a big dumb football player who probably is in love with her or whatever at least. Likes her an awful lot. I think she's just using the situation because she's she's blown. She's been on the scene now for about fifteen years. She's blown through about five, five, six, five or six high-profile boyfriends over the years. Okay, and uh, she ends up always writing a song about them when they break up. I, I'm I'm just, I'm just saying. I may be wrong. They may be in love with each other. They may they may get married, have babies, and have a great life together. And God bless them if they do. My gut, though, my gut is I think he's serious. I think she's just using it for a publicity stunt. I really do. 
And again, if I'm wrong, I'll be happy to say I'm wrong. I really will. I really will. Um, by the way, if you want to join the Navy, you no longer need a high school diploma. I mean, they, they have dropped the qualifications of all of the branches of the military because they can't recruit people. Nobody wants to join. So they're letting people totally out of weight or out, 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 out you know, overweight, uh, out of shape. Can't they, they've had to drop all the physical requirements now for the, at least for the Navy, you don't even need a high school. You can be a high school dropout and join the Navy. We got through a bunch. I got a little bit. I am really desperately out of time. So we're going to have to leave it there. Pick up these last items tomorrow with whatever tomorrow may bring. Good night tonight. My note takers, I'm sure you did a great job tonight. You can put your pen down and stretch out your fingers. <laughs> know the feeling. Before we get out of here, though, if you never made a decision for Jesus, I need to give you that opportunity before I sign off. Because when this brief life is over, you know, just like for, uh, uh, just like for Cecile Richards, when she takes her last breath, she's going to stand before God. And the only thing that's going to matter is does she have a relationship with Jesus? And I can definitely tell you the evangelist in me is praying that she repents of her sins and turns to Jesus before she takes that last breath. Because anybody who stands before God and has never made that decision for Christ, they're going to be cast into everlasting darkness, apart from God forever. So if you've never made that decision, but you want to choose Jesus tonight, never have to wonder or worry again about your eternal home, pray with me tonight, will you? Dear Lord, I come to you this night, confessing my sins, asking your forgiveness. Lord, tonight I believe in my heart, confess with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And tonight I surrender my life to you now and forevermore. My life is yours. In Jesus' name. My friend, if you prayed and you meant it, the Bible says you're saved, not because of a few words, because of your faith in God's grace. Have a book I'll send you. won't cost you anything. Drop me an email. bkellerliveprayer.com. I'll get it out to you. If you need prayer for anything, don't hesitate to email me. bkellerliveprayer.com. All right. Love and care about you so much. Have a great night tonight. Have a great Tuesday. Lord willing, back here tomorrow night, 11 o'clock. For more live prayer, God bless. What problems are you dealing with in your life right now? Do you feel?